Welcome back to Dice and Salt. I'm Lord Richter. And I'm Lady Toast. And we're here to talk about episode 132, Blue Gardens of Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing? For, yeah, it started out as faux shadowing, and I went, oh no, that's not faux, that's for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know. It's fine. I call it my drunken accent. Yeah, it's fine. I, I did like the opener, where no plan has gone before. Oh yeah, no, that's that's quite good, because I, I, I think it's more where no plan has survived. <laughs> <laughs> the plans go, they just, you know immediately fall apart and then it's a oh okay we'll wing it yeah yeah i honestly don't know what their plan is at this point uh jumping a little bit ahead it sounds like their plan is to just fuck off and go to the gardens and take the thing they need oh yeah i have things to say about that yeah we'll get to it uh i i I don't know what their plan is (laughs) right i i did want to start with the fact the the uh opening Besides the uh, the actual podcast opening, them talking about being sick or whatever is oddly prescient. Uh, for those mm. of you who haven't noticed, I am quite sick. Uh, <laughs> I don't have any confirmation yet, but I'm pretty sure I picked up COVID from a convention. So, yay. <laughs> Way to go, Toast. I know. Getting one of those transmutable diseases from a convention. <laughs> Too bad it wasn't one of the fun ones. I know, right? <laughs> oh, well. But uh, they they make another reference almost immediately about Scott Pilgrim. And um, yes, please. Yes. I love Scott Pilgrim. I watched that movie probably two weeks ago. So like, I was just like, yes, I love this. They're also making a, a new animated series on Netflix about it, which is great. Oh, really? Yeah, it has the entire original movie cast. Oh, wow. I, uh, I was excited. But um, I, I guess... Before we really get into it, they have breakfast, right? Or is it dinner? Yes. They have something. Jimmy They have some sort of some sort of food. Deadpool makes them breakfast, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they serve it with guac. And uh, apparently, I don't want to say opinions are divided amongst the guys about it. Uh, Alex seems not to care either way. Nick doesn't isn't going to go out of his way for it. I don't really know what the others thought about it. Uh, personally guac is an unholy texture abomination it's like putting soft oily putty in my mouth i am not it is an abhorrent. avocado man at all i hate oh, avocado it is awful i do not like guacamole at all yay on this we agree uh, wholeheartedly <laughs> good 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 wholeheartedly. good like i'll take almost any mexican food i love mexican food guacamole is an abomination <laughs> I'm sorry. I know people are going to be like, but I love guac. It's like, I'm glad you do. I will leave all of it for you. I just, I can't. I can't. It's, it, it is a instant gag reflex. <laughs> anyway. I see. So you won't be choking down anybody's avocados anytime soon. Jesus. <laughs> no, no, I will not. Uh, so the, I have here, it says Yola Spawn and Brawling with Weirwoods. So I think that's the day before, if I remember correctly. And yeah, then, that's them going over the events from before. Yep, yep. And then there's they talk about watching an event today. Mm-hmm. It, this is you know campaign today in the stadium. They got Razni and Aradin fighting a big general of uh, Razatlan, whose right. name is escaping me at the moment. But Ekatol. Um, yeah, I, I think, think that's was, right. Yeah, 
they send, you know, they send him packing in the story. The history is they send him packing, but Aridin gets played as a fool. He's like that, <laughs> that dopey sidekick. It's always fun to see like characters that you know, but from like another culture's perspective on how they view them like that. Because like I don't know, it just it's always interesting to me to see those kinds of things. So to see him, you know, what the people from the inner sea would be like, oh, that's our god, you know. I mean, he's not their god anymore. He's dead. But, you know, you know what right. I mean. Totally. Well, so. even have <laughs> even if you have characters that aren't really from a different perspective but are getting used differently. Right. Like this, to me, reminded me of Basil Rathbone's Sherlock Holmes because apparently Sherlock Holmes with Basil Rathbone, where he's, you know, very logical, very, very scientific, very unemotional. Uh-huh. And his Watson is the biggest bumbler Watson ever. Like, oh, he, no. He's can't not, catch a clue. He's not Martin Freeman. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not Martin Freeman. It's not Martin no, Freeman. No, no, this no, is no black and white. He's no Martin Freeman. <laughs> That's right. Yes, he's no Martin Freeman. Yes. Um, but that was done that way because they were trying to influence the United States because Americans were supposed to associate with Basil Rathbone and see that they needed to take care of the bumbling British Watson. So going oh. into like World War II, you're supposed to take care of Britain because they're these bumbling idiots that just don't see reality. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, it blew me away when I heard that, and then I was looking at it, I'm like, oh, yeah, shit. I can see that. Yeah. So I, mean, I, I guess so. I mean, I don't know why they would want to make fun of themselves. I mean, I guess well, I get it as a piece of propaganda. Right. I mean, that's what that's what they're doing. They're, they're, they're using it to manipulate as a propaganda tool. So that was... That I, I, you know, I'm imagining this now in that realm and thinking, man, they just really hate Aridin. You know, right. he must have really douched it up here <laughs> if he's, uh, you know, being cast out as this bumbling fool and Erasne so much better and all this. And I was like, wow. So, I mean, it was neat. It was neat. In my mind, I, I made that much better, I'm sure. But it's it, back to your point of seeing your, char- your characters differently or being used for some purpose. So it's, you know, not the... I don't know, the classic or whatever you want to call it. I love how Uhtred is looking for the the guys behind the curtains. <laughs> yeah. He's always, you know? he's, he's, be- in the beginning, he was just a sad, lonely boy. And now he's a paranoid, paranoid adventurer. <laughs> paranoid, sad, and lonely boy. Yeah, he's still sad and lonely. But, his but friend one left. friend in the world, well, now two friends, because he's now deferring to Tiablith as party leader. I guess so. He's, I mean, he's lost he's two friends. He's going lost a little crazy. Keys. And he lost That's Rogar, true. but at least That's Rogar true. is still alive. Rogar is still alive. So, uh, I, I again, I still love that the dragon's nickname is Nessie. I, I just, I adore it. <laughs> I, I do wonder what the actual name is in the in the book. Oh God, uh, I copied. Did, did we that actually down. get it? Yeah, no, no, I copied it down. And I, uh, God damn it, I did, but I, I, it's way back. I'd have to go. Let me go dig for it. <laughs> I'm gonna take a minute and dig for it. Okay, it's Nasistrovich. That is a name I would... Is it Russian? I have no idea. I don't even know how to spell it, but it's Nasistrovich. No clue. Nasistrovich. Okay, back at it. So I've given you something to edit. I feel like I've been productive. Good, 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 good. I just posted memes. That's all I did. Oh, good. You may see the spaghetti cat in uh, Inspired Shit Posting if you like. <laughs> Focus. I'm focused. You were busy. You left me. <laughs> I know. I know. And I got it. The dragon's name is Nasistrovich. Look, in my defense, I was left unsupervised. 
Understood. <laughs> but I, I love that the dragon's name, the nickname is Nessie. I love that it's Nesistrovich. So Nessie just leaps out there as a nickname for this thing. Right. Warms my heart. It's the one one bright spot in this this otherwise brutal, brutal Alex game. I don't know. There have been some pretty bright spots. Uh let's 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 look at it. We lost Thelias. I didn't say there weren't dark spots we too, lost but <laughs> Yondo. We've yeah. lost Elksy. We've we lost a Razni. Right. I mean I probably not. She's I mean dead, probably but... not really, but we don't know. As of right now, she's gone. Right. That's yes. all we know. But and but... then we lost Randolph. Right. There was Randolph who lost, and then we sort of have Thelias back, but not really, because he's turned evil. <laughs> yes, we discussed this last week. And now, I mean, let's face it. This has been Tarbafon in disguise as Mariani or Mariana. Marina. Marina. Mar- there you go. Marina. Sorry. Uh, yeah, it, there, there's I, a little bit of a funkiness <laughs> to that pronunciation, but yeah, she's, it, she's, I think it's Marina. I think it's supposed to be slightly Spanish in in flavor. I guess I don't know. Yeah, I I, I suppose. But the point is, it's basically been Tarbafon who tested the party to find out if he could drain the life out of them, and he can. <laughs> and just stick and, his hand inside their chest. I mean, look, yeah, if you stuck your hand inside my chest, I'm pretty sure it would drain the life out of me. That's true. <laughs> but, it, you know, this whole thing, I mean, come on. It's, it's all, oh, if only I had my soul sight goggles, I could continue the research. Right. Where are the soul sight goggles? Oh, they're in this, this laboratory, this, this research lab, you know, the Blue Gardens. Oh, what? They're controlled by a crazy cult, you say? <laughs> yes, I say they're a crazy cult because they won't let me back in. I This is going, I'm telling you, this is going to go horribly wrong. It has all the earmarks of going horribly wrong. I mean, they're going to be attacked by like horrible, horrible plants that are going to try to impregnate them. We've turned well, into yeah, Starfinder. There's, there's, there, yes, yes. <laughs> there's definitely a Starfinder episode coming up here. But no, I mean, I mean, really, this this person here is manipulating the crap out of them, right? And they're refusing to see it, and they're buying into it. Well, I guess we could wait for the paperwork, but you know, we could go do it and take it by right now. Oh, I wouldn't want you to do that. <laughs> we should really wait for the paperwork to come back with a refusal. That might not happen. I'm like, <laughs> come on. Yeah. I mean, Tarbafon's laying it on thick here. He is <laughs> laying it on thick. I mean, have you heard the man's voice? I, I don't I think have. he knows how to, to put it on thin. I, I, I know. I know. But come on. The party's got to wake up. This is going to go poorly. And I know nobody, nobody's, nobody's commented on it. No one gives a crap about my Tarbafon theory here. No <laughs> one cares. I get it. No one believes it, but you mark my words. I will consider them marked. All right, now I gotta go back. Uh, you were talking oh, about nobody uh, uh, commenting I was, or, and I I wanted to see something. I'm I'm jumping now to something that Zeno had said. Sounds like this garden is the new bomb factory, and I'm like I, you know, I don't understand the reference. No, the the that's where remember she said she was able to achieve some of the Kumaru, oh uh, oh equivalent Jesus. stuff. Fever so, brain is killing me. <laughs> like You're substituting right. yes. for the actual Kumaru pieces because they have to be energized. Right, right, right. No, I get what it. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm assuming, so you know. Yeah. 
I yeah, no, that that kind of makes sense. So, go Zeno. <laughs> yeah, I see. I pay attention. Oh, I know you do. Let's see. What else have we got? Oh, did someone jump in? It's Alex. It is Alex. Hello, Alex. You you need to start recording, Alex. Because you've <laughs> I mean he's you've crashed he's stuck our in recording. The basement. <laughs> well, we're, we've only got eighteen minutes so far. I mean, we could go back over it so you could put your opinions in. No, I mean we can go back over without stopping recording. You're right. Just jump in. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I'm recording now. Do you want to do like a clap? Um, if you just end with us, I'll know where you end, and it'll start where it should. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I guess one of the things we talked about in the beginning, how um, oddly prescient this the opening was. Not the, the plans bit, but the being sick bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we're both sick. I mean, Oh, yeah. I know you're both sick. A hundred percent we are both sick. It's fun. The question is, have you contracted an illness? Oh, I tested positive <laughs> twice for COVID. I I have one test that's been expired, and it yeah. tested negative. I've ordered two tests, and I will take them in the morning. Take two and see me in the morning. <laughs> no idea how work's going to react to that. That'll be f- that's for tomorrow. That's tomorrow toast's problem. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we were we were talking about how the Blue Gardens is now Tarvafon's new bomb factory, courtesy of Oh, Zeno. is it now? <laughs> Yep, yep. That's that was the that was the beat that uh, that you came in on. Yep. Okay. But we were we we had spent a, a moment earlier discussing the event that we saw in this episode of Arasni and Aridin uh, fighting the general of Rosatlan. Yes. Yep. And Aridin being portrayed as a fool. A little bit, yeah. Well, it, the way you said it, it wasn't a little bit. He was, you know, he was pretty much, you know, I'm pretty sure a goofball he's... fool. I'm pretty sure I said he was like still competent, but like yeah, like he uh, was playing like the the funny side the, character. He was the Ron Stoppable to Erasny's Kim Possible. <laughs> oh, oh, I love that reference. <laughs> I love it. So not competent at all, but him being there somehow makes her work better. I yes. love it. <laughs> I love it. And then we talked about ne- oh shit, Nessie. Nessie, but it was it. Her name is. Nazandrith or something? Nasistravek? God damn it, Nasistravek. Yeah, totally went out of my head. (laughs) And I actually had to go ask Matt, because they're (laughs) drafting fantasy football, jump out and ask him to get the name Uh. so I could come back and say it a bunch of times in the the thing so Toast would have be able to cut whatever she wanted to make that (laughs) fill that space. Yeah, that wouldn't sound terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. And then we were talking about how... uh, Tarbifon's basically getting them to do what he wants. Yes, but I was trying to. I was trying to say Maria. It's Mariana. Maraina. 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 Okay. Maraina. So we were discussing how Maraina is Tarbifon's latest alias. <laughs> mm-hmm. And as I've been saying for some time, is is now finally kicking up the manipulation. Because, you know, if only I had my soul sight goggles. Yeah. And gosh, they're they're there. But you have to wait until we're refused because it, you know, it only might be that we'll get refused. It's not a guarantee at all. I mean, even though that guy's a total jerk face and totally hates me and kicked me out. I mean, he might let us have them. Do you think that Tarbafon would need the PCs to get those goggles for him? I do. 
Why? I don't know what they do. I know what sh- what they are supposedly able to do. Uh-huh. But I also think he doesn't know exactly what the pieces are that he's looking for. Hmm. So coming in with a soft touch enables him to gather intelligence and figure out what these shards are that he has that he's blasting things with. And then he'll figure out, ah, it's the, it's the Kumaru and, and that kind of stuff. And then the blue gardens will let him know, ah, you can artificially create a similar thing. Here's what it is. Blah, blah, blah. Cause they created those artificial, uh, roots, closed networks. Yeah. Li- what do Close, they call them? Closed they, networks. they don't call them ley lines, lifelines. No. Lay, the they said they were the like veins of lines. creation, i.e. Veins the, of creation, there you go, sorry. Yeah, the roots of the Kumaro tree are... The roots of the Kumaro tree, yeah. They, they are, in many ways, ley lines, but they're also not ley lines. <laughs> they function as, uh, but are not actually. Right. They are physical things that can be touched and moved around, and yet also ley lines, which are otherwise not in any way physical right other than so yes i i do think he needs the party to get it because i don't think he has all the information if he had the information and knew exactly what he was looking at and for like just totally hammered he'd go burn it all down take what he needs and he'd be done i think he's i mean if he wanted to i think he's been smarter than that though like unless he's, he's unless he's ready to just completely start his you know worldwide domination campaign here <laughs> well they're not expecting him i mean that's also true i mean i think it's i honestly i i think it's he just doesn't he doesn't have all the information and where the heck would he get the information <laughs> i mean yeah he's been out of it for a long time but the whole time he's been out of it he's been spending his resources trying to figure out how to get out of where he was and figure out how to manipulate things so he could make it all happen and now that he's out, I mean, he sends a minion to seize Tumbaha Mountain. I, I assume to seize Tumbaha Mountain. Maybe it was just he sent a minion, and the minion goes, well, that looks like a nice place to crash. I'll take that doubt. as my hotel. I highly doubt it's that coincidental. <laughs> hey, I I have my doubts as well, but the point is... If you believe that coincidence, then the goggles are a complete coincidence, too. No, they're not. They're They're clearly not. They're clearly not. The other thing is is he's never had a chance to study the O-balls. And by soft-handing it, he can get figure out exactly how they all work without endangering any of the O-balls. And then he'll snap his fingers, do his stuff, and pop, 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 go to the party like a bunch of, you know, overheated zits. Well, That's if comparison his... you wanted to make? Oh, okay. <laughs> I was struggling. <laughs> if his simulacrum is to be believed, he doesn't really consider the O-balls of any importance whatsoever. Right. That's true. But if that's the case, then why worry about the Kumaru tree? Or why send a minion out here to even investigate this? Well, that is a different... The the O-balls, as he put it, and this is all, you know, just based on information already known in the, the podcast... He considers the O-balls to be byproducts of the Radiant Fire, which is set off by the shards of the Shattered Shield of Arneson, which are pieces of Kumaru. So that could be why he wants to study the Kumaru tree specifically, but otherwise doesn't think the O-balls are important. Except we now know the O-balls are actual chunks of the Kumaru. 
mm-hmm. tree from the shield, right? Via the shield. Yes. We know that's what they like are. Slivers. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, I think he's, you know, Erasne blasts the party here. I think his uh, minion goes, oh, boss, those guys, those, that party you've been talking about, those crazy adventurers, they've showed up here. Hmm. Let me set myself up and see if we can't figure out what's going on. I think given an opportunity, he's going to take it to study him. And I think he's going to soft hand it because he doesn't know what he's looking for in the Kumaru. Uh, sorry, the Kumaru tree. Kumaru. Kumaru. Sorry. God damn it. <laughs> You're just not with the pronunciations tonight. I'm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can slam Kobayashi Maru, but I can't do <laughs> Kumaru. So I think... And again, this is this is my theory that he's being this person, Mariana, Marina. and Marina. God damn! Marina. Just just kill me. Just shoot me now, <laughs> Lady M. He's being Lady M. Okay. And so he's, uh, he's controlling James Bond. Good. We needed yes, another exactly. series to put into this. <laughs> yeah, let's mix it all up. Oh, we'll muddy right. up my metaphors, and no one will know what I'm saying. If it's if it's easier at all, Mariana's last name is Olviris. Is what? Olviris. Olviris? Yes. Oh, man, that doesn't sound that, any easier at all. That's not any easier. <laughs> oh, okay, then. <laughs> but thank you for the attempt. I'm going to call welcome. her Mo. Because her <laughs> Mo, are there you low. go. I can handle Mo. <laughs> Ma, oh, I got it. Mo. <laughs> it's all anyway. But, you know, here he's also able to manipulate the party into going and getting stuff he needs so he can better understand what these things are. Because given a free opportunity, why not? Because these jokers have proved important enough for Arasni to save in a last ditch effort, mm-hmm. right? Because he radiant fired her, but he's got to think she's pretty well toast, right? I mean, we think she's pretty well toast. Yeah, she is so, pretty well me. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm thinking, Tarbafon's a smart guy, and he before he's like, yeah, that's some kind of weird byproduct. Wait a minute, she saved him, and then she sends him right to where I want to go, where the shield comes from. I need to look into them. And, you know, if you can get them to the monkeys to do all the work and trouble and all that for you, I mean, hell, research themselves probably. I mean, that's classic villain. Why not? Yeah. It's like, congratulations, you've done all the work. I'll be taking that now. That's just classic exactly. villain. Hmm. I, Alex I did is see just one other thing. sticking to, uh, to the tropes. They work for a reason. That's right. <laughs> this is not my AP, but okay. <laughs> oh, no, it's it's your AP now. Oh, well. Oh, it's right. totally your AP. I'll <laughs> you have look made for my own. royalty checks in the mail. They are coming. <laughs> your royalty checks are definitely in the mail. Oh, my God. I can't usually, wait. <laughs> I mean, usually you get them by email, but... <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that's Patreon. Patreon.com slash Inspired Incompetence. Go subscribe. <laughs> Hell I yeah. know if that's the right. $10 level. $10 level. Mm-hmm. You want all the good stuff, and it's at the $10 level. <laughs> but uh, other than that. I did see one other thing, though, that occurred to me. Mm-hmm. Now, this is probably more plausible, although I'm not giving up on my, like I said, Tarbaphon theory. <laughs> my, you know, Tarbaphon equals Mo theory. The weirwood constructs yeah. seems uh-huh. to me like, now I got this, Imbarno. Umbarno. 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 Okay. Um. Okay. So Umbarno, I think, sent out the uh, the weirwoods. Okay. And this theory, I think, should be a little more palatable because he's from the Blue Gardens, a plant research facility. <laughs> you think he's making? I think he's he's making 
uh, Weirwoods, and he sent them out specifically to, to take down the PCs. Now, this is where I tie it into my Mo equals Tarbafon because he thinks the PCs are agents of the Whispering Way, and he's going to take them out to save the Kumaru. Okay. So you think Umbarno is the the altruist in this tangled web that you've woven? <laughs> yes, I think that he is. And it's not a tangled web that I have woven. It's the tangled web that I have, you know, Caught smacked into in. face first. <laughs> yeah. Because it's there and it's real. <laughs> Are you sure you're well, not the one having a fever at the moment? <laughs> only a fever dream of genius. <laughs> yeah. Richter's conspiracies have always been correct, so... I mean, obviously. <laughs> hey, you said we got on to something, and you forgot what it was, but we were on to something at one point in one episode. <laughs> at least one episode. So, we've been right once, we just don't know about what. <laughs> Very good point. That's, that's the fun part. It's like, you were right <laughs> once, but I'm not telling you where. <laughs> yeah exactly that's, that's what makes part. that so much better i know i really wanted to remember that and call it out but uh yeah then i forgot about it it wasn't that important to me <laughs> i didn't want to give I, you guys any of the credit yeah i made myself <laughs> exactly. forget because otherwise it would have uh it would have been too much for your egos <laughs> that's right that's right i could never have taken that much correctness that much being right <laughs> oh my god i can see the weave <laughs> god uh, I think- I, I'm going to be honest about the docks. I thought Radiant Fire had hit the city. They wouldn't have survived Radiant Fire. It would have been a flash, and they'd have been I don't probably dead because they don't have a Razzie yeah, to I save don't, them this I, time. I, I don't know exactly how the Radiant Fire works, like if you can aim it or if it's always this AoE nuke or whatever. I'd- it feels like a giant AoE nuke. Like That's uh, how it's if- been described. It took out yeah. a whole city. It took out Each two whole cities. Like, there could be other uses. That's not that's fair. But so far, the only uses seen in the campaign have been enormous area of effect, and it spreads like almost instantaneously. Right. Like it consumed it's, all of Vigil. It consumed all of Roslar's coffer. It consumed all of Verilich, plus like the hills surrounding it. Yeah. Right, but I mean, we're getting into book five. This is about time that you know he's harnessed. He harnesses some more power of the radiant fire to demonstrate. Yeah, it's he, about time know, it, we you know made the radiant fire less powerful. That'll ramp things up. <laughs> yeah. To, no, I wasn't to saying up, to less set a powerful. Docks on fire. <laughs> I just thought you know. I, I actually didn't think the dock it was going to be confined to the docks to be honest, but I thought it was. It got nuked somewhere else and or out at sea or something, and it just came in and you know. It was on oh, the edge of it, and the docks it just kind of nuzzles up onto those docks. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I obviously <laughs> it was important. Obviously, it was supposed to do something cool. But you know, I figured we'd find out later. Oh, the ship that was bringing in the reinforcements to take Tumbaha Mountain back got blown to or vaporized, even. You know, I was like, "What? Well, this is the information we were going to hear, you know, Just or pick up somehow. And he's like, whoa, I don't know. Can you, <laughs> real quick, just remind me which episode we're covering? Does this episode end with the group about to teleport to the docks? Yes. Yes, yes. Okay. we're on episode 132, Blue Gardens of Foreshadowing. Okay. Or, or is Not Richter... five-shadowing or three-shadowing, four-shadowing. Or as you pronounced it earlier, four-shadowing. Four. 
shadowing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna call it faux shadowing, and I was like, "What in that?" And, <laughs> yeah. Totally blew it. It's fine. But well, yeah, I, that's appre- kind of I appreciate the the, uh, the conspiracy theories that are uh, <laughs> coming from this. I I don't I don't want to like obviously a big part of the tensions right now is there's like there's still a lot of stuff that's not really known. Right. But at the same time, I really wanted to kind of play with expectations in this book. And I, I didn't really change a whole lot based on like the presentation of everything. But compared to previous books, you're given kind of a hard roadmap of at least based on what you could expect, just kind of like doing guesswork in this book like there's Tumbaha Mountain the Blue Gardens of Tillel Umbarno's at the Blue Gardens of Tillel Nessie's at Tumbaha Mountain and you got the city of Yolispan so it's like it, it feels sandboxy but it's very structured it's ba- like basically like e- this is kind of a you know a, I'm, j- I'm not sure how to put it like it's <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't lack of a better word I'd say rehash of book three and like take that with a grain of salt like I, I don't don't think that this is going to have all the story beats of book three, or maybe it will. I'm just not. I'm not going to uh, confirm or deny any of that. But basically, like this is the first book since book three that the group is primarily spending their time in a city that is right. not blown up um, yet. Not currently blown up. Look, you keep doing the population thing, and uh, I don't think you did it this episode. I know. Is it? I might have forgotten a couple times, but I, I'm trying. I'm trying to. I'm trying to sneak it in uh, now instead of just like opening the episode with it. So I, I I have forgotten a couple times, but like you know, you know, it would have been fun and just mm. a stupid little thing is if like every time you'd opened up the the episode, like and it had been like an hour or two because there were like so many people there. Someone could have been born. You could have gone up by like one. <laughs> that's true <laughs> it just been funny. i mean we we lost a few people at the at that uh that market right with the that fireball that went off so yeah gotta incorporate that into the into the number but so yeah so as a listener uh or you know if you're the, a pc then you're going into this book and you're seeing i'm in a city alex is listening to the population counter and also like i'm kind of waving these two things in front of the PCs, the Blue Gardens of Talil with Umbarno and Tumbaha Mountain with Nessie going like, you know, like, ah, these are things. They're over here. Uh, <laughs> no need to go here right now. Also, here's the population count. And just kind of, <laughs> I'm I'm showing all of my cards, or am I? Yeah, so, I mean, it could all be a giant misdirect, which would be very fun. I would mm-hmm, love it either mm-hmm. way. Because it was always Tarbathon the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Under counsel of advisement, uh, I can neither confirm nor deny Tarbafon's involvement in the <laughs> events of uh, of Yolispan. That may or may not be happening in uh, Yolispan. Yes. Fair enough. Uh, I'm now. I got a question for you. Yeah. That this is pondered. I has, I've pondered this. Is it an order? Living out in California, it's a lot of Spanish. Okay. And this is a a Mesoamerican themed area. Yes. I'm wondering, is that J really making an H sound? Or is it, you know, so it's more like Holispan instead of Yolispan? Um, or do you have a phonetic thing that you found online that tells you that's the way it's supposed to be pronounced? 
I ha- I conferred with in uh, with we can call them a professional. <laughs> uh oh. And in case I'm getting anything wrong, I want I'll keep that person uh, anonymous. But fair enough. Uh, as part of my prep for this book, I basically made a list of every proper noun in this entire book and went, okay, how do we pronounce all of this? Assume I'm an idiot. <laughs> and it was tricky because a lot of this stuff is like inspired by like Mexican aesthetics, but a lot of it is also like like Aztec-y, which has its own own kind of uh, language and uh, pronunciations that Mexican kind of fused Spanish with, or uh, yeah, like Mexican is like a Spanish spanish fusion with like how a lot of pronunciations worked already with the native languages so to answer your question i don't know the yoli's is kind of how i that is what i was instructed it is pronounced but it could very well be holy's okay i i was just curious uh knowing like i do that you know the spanish spoken in mexico is to the Spanish spoken in Spain as American English is to English. I was I was wondering, and I know that out here we've had some activities that have made national news, and one of the famous places that they screw up is La Jolla, and that usually gets pronounced as La Jola mm-hmm. uh, to the uneducated because it's a J-O-L-L-A, which is H. You know, phonetically, it's H O Y A. Yes, so double double L always makes the Y in Mexican, right? Spanish. So I was just curious. I mean, it's cool if you've actually consulted with someone and this is how they're telling you to pronounce it. But I was wondering if you had if it was something that you had found phonetically, because I noticed that Paizo generally doesn't provide mm-hmm. a phonetics in their book. Um, I n- hold on one second. There could be. A phonetic for Yoli's Pond specifically. Oh, okay. Because uh, I know that Luis Loza, the author of this book, uh, is himself, uh, you know, very rooted in that uh, Mexican slash Central American culture. I don't know specifically from where, but I know that he 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 is responsible for a lot of the of, of any monsters or other like like settings or lore that draw inspiration from. Mexico and Central America. That's, to my understanding, that is primarily Luis Loza. And he's a really cool guy because he took the time to respond. He did. To the Inspired Incompetence podcast. Yes. I think the phonetic is only for Zapotl, which is the nation oh, really? that Yoli's Pond presides in. Yep. Mm. It's technically, I, th- I think I'm, I'm kind of doing the, the Z a little hard in, in Zopotl. I think it's supposed to be Sopotl, but it starts with, it start, it's spelled X O. P-A-T-L. Yeah, yeah. So, but I like Zopotl, and it's close enough, so I'm <laughs> fine with that. I do I do like it. It's good. There is a uh, state in Mexico that starts with an X, and now I gotta, now I'm gonna, now I gotta look it up. Mexico has states? Yeah. Yes, it does. Like, in the you same way that? the United mm, States of America not, does? Not quite. Yes, and no. <laughs> yeah, they are independent, like, areas but i don't think they function quite as independently i could be very much wrong on that but i I... no i i i think they have governors but they're not um 
I think it is. I think it's like modeled after us. The current Mexican government is modeled after ours, mm-hmm. but I don't think it functions the same the same way. Okay. Uh, in terms of like, I don't know that the governors are elected by the locals, but um, they're more like that's they're more like states of America than they are like regions of Canada. Yeah, I believe so. Well, okay. They call them states. Uh, just Having, going off Wikipedia, the states are the first level administration divisions of Mexico, which is officially named the United Mexican States. There are 32 of them. Mexico's official name is the United... The United Mexican oh. States. Yes. Okay. Yeah, Mexico was well, official. I did not know that. my mind right now. <laughs> yeah, mine too. I didn't... I, li- I, my, I lived near it and I didn't know that. <laughs> um. Yeah, I. the only other one I... The only other two states i knew were uh baja california and baja baja california sir which they called uh baja sir hmm. the locals did in hmm. uh, and that's on the the baja peninsula okay see i think my understanding was that if the j is at the beginning of the word it went ya and if it was in the middle of the word that's when it went that's when it did the h sound Interesting, or maybe it's like that, specifically between like two vowels, like Baja. I don't know. I, I I don't. Well, that would be the middle of the word if it's if it's making the huh sound there. Well, no, that's J Baja. Yeah, no, it's still it's still an H sound. But see, La Jolla is still J O L L A. So the I think the J making an H sound, at least in the the Mexican Spanish, is uh, more consistent. Huh. And and in Yolispan. Your J is making the Y sound, which I, again, I'm I'm not a linguist. I'm not even remotely qualified as a linguist. I will freely butcher any language, <laughs> but you know, just going off that it being one that I know better than almost anything else, except maybe English. But I mean, you know, English is its own worst thing. So <laughs> that's that's what I was wondering. I was just wondering what it was if you had something to go off of, and it sounds like you do. And it, uh, you know, I was just. I was just curious about that. And I also know, like I said, that the, I know Pathfinder often doesn't provide the phonetic uh, spellings of the words for us to be able to look at them and say, oh, it's supposed to sound like this. Yeah. Right. Um, honestly, I feel like in part that is to its benefit because it's a fantasy game. So there are you know parallels to real world places and you can draw inspiration in the the people and the architecture and the accents and the pronunciations and all that but i think ultimately it's meant to not perfectly match real life right oh so if right right i so, just i i was looking for the you know knowing it was mesoamerican themed i was like okay is it you know, what, what am I, what language am I looking at? Mm-hmm. You know, what pronunciations am I looking at? That's all. It was just a curiosity. Yeah. I, I totally dig just putting it out there and people pronounce it however they want to pronounce it, because then that also gives, you know, each table that, you know, their own imprint on it, you right. know, which makes you a little more bought in because you're, you know, you all say the same name and stuff like that. I just, I'm not, I was not going the uh, pronunciation Nazi route. My apologies. Oh, no, if I no. Was no, I didn't, I didn't think you were, that. that was just, I was just musing on that subject and yeah with with this specifically i again obviously you don't need to adhere to like the specific pronunciations that the setting is drawing inspiration from but in in this case uh i thought it was i thought it was important that i made my took my best shot because i think that 
there's so much cool lore to be added to an adventure setting by looking at Mesoamerican history. And when you add material like this, it really helps get other people like some people can just ignore it and they can be like, ah, I don't know how to pronounce this. Uh, Joe, Joe pan, whatever. But then other people, it'd be like, oh, this is cool. And I'm going to like, you know, do some research now and like, oh, wow, look how much I'm learning about uh, real life lore of like Mexico and like ancient, ancient uh, Aztec and all that stuff. Right. So, yeah. So I, that's, that's why I'm personally uh, putting in. Some extra effort. Also, you know, I, you know, we're we're doing this for the podcast, and I think that I kind of owed it to the audience and uh, Paizo to make sure I didn't make a fool of myself. No, I thought it was. I think it's great. Like it's it's a lot of like because you didn't have to put in the time. You didn't have to consult with somebody on you know everything that you were going to have to say. You could have just winged it, and that have been fine but the fact that you put in that much effort just makes the podcast that much better thank you yeah and, and it, i mean it really shows how much you care and to be honest and i'm i'm gonna mock you a little bit now for all the food that you keep revealing oh no oh, no, yeah. no there's nothing wrong with that the the <laughs> fried burritos it. chimichangas and all you know oh, yeah. all the stuff that you've been doing but the the thing is while i find it humorous it's also super cool that you're pushing to make sure that we know it's not some kind of, you know, European or or Greek or Roman or, you know, name another yeah. culture that we've already kind of seen a, a touch of as you're doing that to make, you know, to get the audience and and the listeners to say, wow, we're in a different place. And and I like that. Yeah. I, I, I think that's a good to point, too. I think having that stark contrast really helps sell just how out of out of alignment the PCs are with the trajectory of their story right now. Right. This is meant to be like an enormous culture shock. And like, they're obviously, uh, you know, adapting just fine, but like this place is different. This isn't the inner sea. Like everything here is different. Words are pronounced different. There's different foods. Uh, the average person has like completely different values and, uh, work ethics and all that. And, uh, Real quick, I don't I don't want to give off the impression that I think I'm doing a perfect job with all these pronunciations. I am more than sure that I'm mispronouncing stuff and so like I I just don't want to come off as like, hmm, yes, I uh, you know, I <laughs> studied the language so thoroughly and I'm now an expert in the pronunciations of the Mesoamerican proper nouns. <laughs> I am very aware that I'm just a just a, a dumb, dumb American honky uh, doing his best over here. <laughs> well, I think you're doing a very good job. Thank so you. I'm very much you make a it. great, dumb American honky. Yes. Congratulations. Mission accomplished. <laughs> I've worked my whole life at it. Uh, we're coming up on an hour here. Do you have anything else that you want to talk about? Anything coming up? Um, The beginning of next episode is going to be pretty funny. Oh? There's a, there's just a, a little... little just a quick little uh, antic, <laughs> little, little antics to uh, to get into before uh, the party really dives into uh, the, the dock fire, the fire at the docks. Yeah. So what brings on these antics? Is it a Harrow reading? Is it a? <laughs> oh no! It's uh, it's a uh, it's just kind of a roll of the dice, if you will. Is it is it a Nick roll of the dice? Because he rolls pretty badly recently. Uh no. Okay. 
Well, I guess but we'll I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to spoil the fun. But it was it was just a, a lovely little little detour from uh, from the the epic trajectory that we left this episode <laughs> off in. Right. It's always fun coming back to a completely silly moment. Oh yeah, we really uh, we can on- we can only ramp things up so far until. <laughs> We just have to remind ourselves that we are the Inspired Incompetence Podcast. <laughs> Fair enough. So we're wrapping up, folks. Alex so graciously came to join us. Yep. And that's going to do it for us for this week. You can find us and the players on the Inspired Incompetence Discord. Links can be found at inspiredincompetence.com. I'm Lord Richter. And I'm Lady Toast. And I'm GM Alex. See you next week. Bye. Bye. See you. I will consider them marked. Hold on. Hold on. I have a gift for you. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. You've marked my words. Is that what you did? You put a mark on them? (laughs) Oh, there it is. There it is. I got memed. Consider them marked. (laughs) For for those of you listening at home, I sent him a picture from Pirates of the Caribbean from the opening. You know the scene. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's the second one, right? No, it's the first one. That's that's when they find Will in the water. That's right. Cause, cause no, no, that can't Gibbs. be when they find Will in the yes, water. Yes, it is. Oh, yes, that's... it is because that's that. God damn it, that lieutenant guy. <laughs> yeah, he got Gibbs screwed. Is behind him. Oh, I guess he was kind no, it's of not a douchebag. Gibbs bag. behind him. It's the governor behind him. Well, the Gibbs, Gibbs never d- looked that good. No, Gibbs does look that good. In the very beginning, he looks good once. He was He's on not the, wearing he... the hat though. No, he was a good guy. He was not a. I say good guy. No, no, like... I know that, but he was never wearing the hat. So I'm saying his character never wore the wore a hat. The hat, right? I mean that in the image is the governor, right? But Gibbs was I'm pretty sure the one that he was marking the words for. Yes, yes. Anyway, <laughs> I derailed you can cut us. that out, but it, I'll put it at marked. The end. They were. <laughs>